This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Our topic today is emissions. I don't know what I don't know. I need Allison to tell me what I need to know. I need to know what it is. I need to know what I am, my car is emitting. And can you tell from your exhaust or how it looks or how it smells if you have a problem? We are all going to learn together. And Allison also can take your other vehicle repair questions. So let's get us... uh, up to speed, Allison, what are the parts of the emission system in my vehicle, and what, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, um, uh, we could do a whole show yeah. on all the parts. <laughs> it's, it's truly, it's a, it's a pretty intricate system, and it doesn't have to do with just getting the emissions from your engine to be less. It, it has to do with your fuel tank, which has vapors that come out of it, that need to be dealt with and your crankcase has vapors that come from it that need to be dealt with so it, it's it, it's it's quite a few different components that are on different places in your car and um, so it, quite a few quite a few different components some of the ones that people are more familiar with are the uh, the catalytic converters on your car and the oxygen sensors that work with that to let you know how well it's working. Um, some people, and this is a common problem, is a purge valve solenoid going out, and that's part of your emission system. And another part of it um, is the PCV valve, and we can go over what that does. But that that's some of the components that affect the emissions on your car. But there there truly are. There's a whole bunch of them that factor into to getting emissions to be less on your vehicle. I guess as a driver, the thing I the only thing I knew was the exhaust. Can you? As a repair person, as a mechanic, can you tell or can you let us know what we could tell about our exhaust? If it's cloudy, what does it mean? If there's water dripping out, what does it mean? Um, it's normal for a little bit of water to drip out, so that's that's not unusual. But what would be unusual is if it was um, ex- extremely gassy smelling, as in like your car running rich. And it can be, it'll be blackish smoke when that is happening. Um, when your car is running rich, obviously it's making more pollutants and it's burning up your catalytic converter, which is a very expensive, expensive repair because of the expensive metals they use in it to pull pollutants out of the exhaust system. Um, so that's uh, some of the things about your exhaust that. Um, a party system. One thing is if it's getting, you're getting enough pressure coming out of your exhaust. If not, it can mean your catalytic converter is stopped up. Um, so those are some of the things that your exhaust system can tell you about how your emission system is working. 
just a comment from an old timer here that the lifespan or the 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 reputation of the catalytic converter. I guess I remember in the 70s, in the 70s, we had a lot of environmental trends. That's when people started to be, there was a, a gas shortage. That's when people tried to, they were more conscious about the, th- the emissions that were coming out of your car. And I think isn't that's about when the catalytic converter came out but when it first came out a lot of people were upset with it because it was required for the environment but some people thought it caused bad gas mileage and I just remember hearing adults at that time talking about intentionally burning out their catalytic converter but now uh, we've read it read in the paper. Uh, catalytic converters do have the precious metals that you just talked with. Now people are stealing them off of vehicles so they can turn them in for the precious metals. Right. Well, the the thing is, is um, as cars got more popular in your more populated areas, uh, emissions and smog, or just the pollutants in the air went through the roof. I mean, it was it's absolutely horrendous. And when they started implementing these emission systems to, to get the pollutants out of the air, it dramatically decreased smog and everything. But it's still a major problem in big cities. I mean, it doesn't it it doesn't take much to for you to know that just walking around in a big city, you can smell it. I mean, it's awful. When I was in California, I moved out there in 1998 and 99. When I went away from the ocean, where there was a lot of air breeze and and everything and air movement, there wasn't smog near the ocean. But when you got back into the hills, just just off the coast, the smog was so bad I couldn't breathe, and I had to put a, um, a, a, a something around my face over my nose and my mouth so that I could breathe. It was that bad. So it's it's still a really big problem in your in your bigger cities and stuff like that. So it it is a unfortunately a necessary thing for your car. It it does decrease gas mileage. It does decrease performance but um i think cars are still working pretty good considering that you that you have these pretty fancy emission systems on them and uh you know so back then it, it was definitely like some uproar about it but you can't deny how much it's helped out so it's and how necessary it is it it's unfortunately it's, it's just it's a byproduct of having a really amazing transportation it's just something that we have to do to to make it work we're talking about your vehicle's emissions our email address for your questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Mississippi, I guess was it uh, three, four, five, six, seven years ago, uh, discontinued their uh, inspections. And I guess uh, has that, was the emissions tested on that? I know some states do, but uh, since we no longer have our cars inspected, has that do you think made a difference in emissions of Mississippi cars? Well, in Mississippi, they weren't testing for emissions. They were just testing for, like, basic safety. 
Um, but in in other states, of course, they've been testing for emissions for a long time. Um, I asked my my friend how much it costs to get that done, and, and the inspections run from fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars a year to get your car to pass emissions, and then you get your 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 um, your inspection sticker or, or whatnot, your your proof that you pass emissions for your car. Um, the, the the thing about as a automotive you know, mechanic, I I can make a lot of money off of if we did inspections, emissions inspections. Um, but I'm not greedy, so it's it's uh, I'm just kind of like you know it's whatever the state decides to do per state. Um, emissions aren't very bad in Mississippi. Obviously, we're not a heavily populated state, so it's it's really not. I don't, I don't know if it's really necessary here to do something like that. But um, when I went to college for automotive, they were talking about making it a federal thing instead of a state thing in our textbooks and that that's a possibility in the future. Um, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. If they do, well, it just is what it is. I mean, really and truly, it's – there's a lot of people with check engine lights on. Um, it's just learning how to diagnose the problems, and uh, you know, it's just, it's not as complicated as it sounds, but it is an extra added expense. The thing is, is some of the problems that you can have with the emission system is, or one of the the main ones that causes problems is, is a car running rich. Um, and that could be because your oxygen sensor has gone bad or because the mass sensor, your mass airflow sensor is not working correctly or an injector is staying stuck open or something like that. That actually makes your car not run very good. So in some ways it can be beneficial to help you keep your car running good as far as, you know, making sure your check engine light's not on. So, um, you know, so that's and some you know toys it's not like that bad and it's not really it's not really going to affect like a whole lot of people not many people are riding around the check engine light on there there are a lot of people that are but it's it's not i don't think it's like this huge amount of people most people's cars would pass inspection if we if we had them in Mississippi. so so it's just it's just however it goes well we'll get into parts of the emission system coming up next If you've got a question, send us your emails, auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about emissions. Is your car under recall? We've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Slowly, we started, you know, picking these turtles up and saving them. I'll stop traffic, grab one out of the road. And then our friends found out, and our vet would call us. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. We are now a full-fledged, nonprofit turtle rescue. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill, and if you want even more AutoCorrect, we hope you'll find our podcast. It's on all podcasting platforms for your smart devices. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Here are the recalls for the week. Ford is recalling 192,000 model year 2013 through 21 transit connect vans for transmission issues to resolve the problem the dealers will replace the underhood shifter bushing and add a protective cap over the shifter cable bushing for free backup cameras have been a federal mandate on all cars since 2019 models and more than 342,000 model year 2019 through 21 Mercedes-Benz and Mercedes-AMG vehicles are being recalled for cameras that could display a a blank image. The BMUX system software will be updated by a dealer or via an over-the-air update for free. You can find out if your car has a past recall. All you have to do is go to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NH. TSA.gov slash recalls and input your VIN or you can find their Safer Car app. We are talking about emissions, but that's just between your vehicle repair questions. We're also taking your uh, email, your questions by email. That's auto at mpbonline.org. We want to go to Hattiesburg and talk to Nick now. Nick, thanks so much for calling into AutoCorrect. What's going on? Thank you so much for having me. Real quick follow-up and then a question about catalytic converters. Uh, I called in a couple weeks ago about changing the oil on a Prius, and uh, Allison recommended to get a special part to take that filter off, and I did. And uh, she's uh, even suggested some penetrant to get it off, and that did help. And I successfully changed oil yesterday. So thanks so much for your help. Um, oh, my God. Thank you for having me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have a, a 2009 Dodge Grand Caravan, and it's got about 200,000 miles on it now. And I've had to change – I've had to get the catalytic converter changed twice, um, maybe around the – 
120,000 area and then maybe around 180. I've never had the spark plugs changed, but um, I don't know why the catalytic converter keeps going out. Um, it's currently out, and I'm, you know, I'm concerned about emissions. Uh, so I just wanted to know what you thought about all that. Okay. Um, so one of two things could be happening um, as far as what's telling you that it's out. If you're, you're getting a check engine light that's saying catalytic converter below efficiency, basically. And what that is is you've got two oxygen centers, uh, sensors, one at the before the catalytic converter and one after it, and their readings are not different enough to say that the catalytic converter is cleaning enough emissions out of your system. And uh, so they're saying that your catalytic converter is, is off. Uh, what could be happening is that your catalytic converter actually is off and it's not getting the pollutants out of the air like it's supposed to be, or your oxygen sensor has gone bad. If it's the catalytic converter not getting emissions out of the, I mean, uh, pollutants out of the air like it's supposed to be doing, what could happen is your car is running rich. Not replacing your spark plugs on time can definitely cause that, and it's not getting the proper spark, and it's not burning off the fuel the way it's supposed to, and it's and that fuel, that unburned fuel, is going down to your catalytic converter and melting the inside of it, which keeps it from working the way it's supposed to over time. Um, that's a likely thing of what's happening. Another thing that could be happening is that one of your injectors is staying open too long or it's stuck in the open position and that unburned fuel is going straight out your exhaust system on the exhaust stroke of your, uh, your engine rotation and then all that unburned fuel is, is basically melting the catalytic converter. Um, so, mm. so what happens at a lot of shops is they'll they'll just say, "Hey, you need a catalytic converter. It's not it's it's below efficiency," and replace it. And they don't fix what caused the problem in the first place. So, catalytic converters are expensive to replace. Unfortunately, you also need to figure out why it messed up in the first place and make sure that's um, taken care of, or you're going to have it happen again. So that's what you've, you've had happen. So you, you need someone who knows how to diagnose the system, uh, and that's putting it on one of those expensive scan tools and, and knowing how to analyze the information that you can get from the engine computer and figure okay. it out, which is kind of technical. So. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll get on it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Nick. We appreciate you calling in. And you can call in and have your very own mechanic answer your vehicle repair questions, steer you in the right direction, as we like to say. Allison, one of the things we, we you introduced me to, uh, but we, I don't think we've talked about it in a while, is this PCV valve. And I... We just had Fix It One-on-One just on before, and they were talking about PVC. So it's not PVC, it's PCV. Tell us what that valve does and what you suggest folks should do to properly maintain it. 
The PCV valve stands for positive crankcase ventilation valve. And um, it was actually the first thing ever added to cars for emissions because as the engine rotates, the crankcase actually builds up pressure and they used to just vent that to the atmosphere. Uh, but they realized that that was putting out pollutants into the atmosphere. And so what they did was they put in a PCV valve, positive crankcase ventilation valve, and when you get positive uh, pressure, it goes up to that valve, which is attached to the intake manifold somewhere on the on the engine, on the, on the uh, intake side where your air goes into your engine. And it sends those fumes and the, the vapors uh, through that tube to your intake manifold to be burned off again in your engine. And uh, they can get clogged up over time. Uh, they can get stuck open or closed or in between and not do their job with it because uh, as the the air moves through that little valve, it, it, it gets clogged up with oil over time. And um, it's, it's uh, something to be aware of. When you get stuck closed, that basically means your crankcase pressure builds up in there, and it put, and it'll actually kind of cause like an oil pan gasket leak or other uh, oil seal leaks, like crank gas um, main seal and stuff like that, and and oil leaks. So it's, it's um, one of the culprits when you when you have leaks on your engine like that on on your gaskets and your seals. Um, so that's that's what that system does. Now there's no way to know whether it goes bad or not. There's no sensor on that system. It's not it's not electrically activated at all. It doesn't have a solenoid or anything like that. It literally just works off of pressure like a little spring and a little valve. It's a real simple little thing. Um, you can take it off and clean it out with a carb cleaner or brake cleaner and uh, put it back in. It's usually they're pretty simple to get to, and they only cost about $10, $13 to replace. So, um, so, that, that, so but that's an interesting component, and it's, a, it's actually uh, one of the uh, big parts of your emission system. Excellent to know. Let's find out uh, what Craig from Biloxi would like to know. Craig, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's going on? Um, I'm trying to figure out how long a catalytic converter will last under optimum conditions. Will it last like these 200,000 miles and all that, or or how or do they wear out? They'll last the life of a car if they're if the car is running correctly. So, um, you know, with a better made with air every now and again, there may be like one that's not high quality that that um, melts with even when the car's running optimum. But for the most part, like they, they'll last the life of a car. They'll last a really long time. Um, when cars start getting high mileage, some of them will have problems with their catalytic converters over time, and they just, they've, they've melted, um, acted up, and, and that sort of thing. But they, they can last a really, really long time. It's, it's not like a regular maintenance item, and it's not something 
that should be going out on a car. If yours goes out, you have you, you have some type of other issue going on that's causing it. Oh. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Craig. And, Craig, I don't know if you're our Craig who emailed us, but, Allison, we did get an email from a Craig, and he wanted to know what basic tools to have on hand and what uh, quality level should you have. What are some, for someone who, you know, wants to maybe be able to check things, maybe replace light bulbs or start getting into changing oil you'd mentioned with nick you needed that special prius tool but just a automobile person what is some basic tools they should have on hand well um i think a lot of people probably aren't aware but at auto parts store at walmart at um Basically, any store that sells tools like Harbor Freight, Northern Tools, Lowe's, Home, Home Depot, and stuff, uh, Ace Hardware, they all have, uh, or I, I think most of them do anyway, that have a automotive toolkit that you can buy. My first tools were from an automotive toolkit, and I still use some of them. Um, and you can get different sizes. You can you can start with one that's just like a 24-piece, and then you can go up from there, and it's the sky's the limit. Um, they, they, they have them up to like 400 pieces and stuff like that. It just depends on how much money you want to spend. But it'll have some basic tools in there, like a spark plug socket and um, air pressure, tire checker, um, perhaps a, a tread depth checker. Uh, it can have, I know the one I had had a cooling system uh, checker that would tell you how much antifreeze is in your radiator, uh, what the um, ratio was on it, which is a neat little thing. And uh, some of them have like electrical tape in it and um, test light for a 12-volt test light, stuff like that. And then a basic set of uh, socket um, socket wrench and extensions and pliers and nodal knees pliers, two different things like that. So, th so you can go out and get like a starter automotive kit that will help you on your way to, to having some tools to work on your car. And then from there you can kind of handpick what else you need to add, add to it as you as you keep doing work on your car. You know, I've been I've been working on cars for a long time, but I'm still adding tools here and there. But I only I don't just go buy a tool because I like it or it's cool or it's fancy or whatever. I just I buy them as needed for the job because literally there's uh, there's tons of specialty tools and and um most most people that that work with their hands like this, uh, we all love tools. Uh, dramatically, so please buy uh, gift cards for Christmas to any tool store. That's all we want. And <laughs> but um, but so that's that can get you started on tool set. And just kind of like a word of advice is there aren't many cars that have standard size sockets anymore or bolts. And that's pretty much gone out the window. Like even American manufacturers start went all metric, like in '99 or 2000. Um, so 
uh, I don't uh, think that you really need to worry about getting like a, a set that has standard in it, and that's something that you can avoid unless you're working on American cars pre um, 2000s. Um, so that's just kind of heads up. Pretty much all the cars have gone to metric. Metric. Pretty much everything is metric now on like tractors and lawnmowers and stuff like that motorcycles there's still a lot of standard stuff on them late you know in these later years but on cars it's it's all metric last question about tools and here again i'm mentioning uh, mpb's fix it 101 which is heard wednesdays at 9 a.m or saturdays at 9 a.m they should give me a bonus for mentioning Fix It 101. Anyway, I thought I heard one of their people say to go ahead and buy a cheap tool, and then if you break it, then you can go buy an expensive one. But don't go buy the most expensive one right out the gate. Would you think that would be a hold for automotive tools? Um, that extremely applies to automotive. Um, they're like uh, some people show off their fancy Snap-on and their fancy Matco and all that stuff, and that's fine and dandy, but it's not necessary at all to work on a car. And if you find that you break something, then go get go get the fancier, the the heavier built, the more expensive one. But you, I literally, I have like. I hate I hate to say it, but my my tool chest is literally it's a mixed match of a bunch of cheap stuff that was um, donated to me or given to me or that I bought over time. I bought a lot of stuff from pawn stores. I bought a lot of stuff from Harbor Freight, and I don't think I have I don't even know if I have anything from Snap On or Matco or Huffy or any of those uh, more expensive companies. And all my stuff works fine. And every once in a while, I might break something. I just, I just go get another one, or I get, I'll get a, a better quality one when I do. Um, but it's, it's totally, it's, it's not necessary. But one of the areas where it kind of you do want to get a little bit higher quality is in the um, electric impacts or air impact tools. Um, it is better to. Uh, to have a, a little bit higher quality one, but you don't have to go crazy to get the job done. That's it's not necessary. And the, and uh, and I always I, I hate to say, but I, I kind of always kind of laugh at people that have a whole bunch of fancy tools, and it's like you, you only have grease on them. It's like you're barely using them. <laughs> it's it's not necessary. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Our topic is emissions between your car repair questions. Hang on, Carmen. What's in the news? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. I'm Jen White with NPR. 
If you're fortunate enough to have collected a few classic cars over the years, here's a thought. Give them a new life by donating one or more to support this station. They'll be matched with interested buyers, collectors just like you who know a great car when they see one. You free up some space in the garage, the classic car gets a new home, and proceeds support this station. It's a win-win. Thanks in advance. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, you know her as the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. So in addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, which is what I did last week, you can pick on click on the support button and make a contribution and contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. Thank you so much for your contributions to Mississippi public broadcasting. Don't forget autocorrect is heard on MPB think radio Thursdays at 10 AM with a replay Saturdays at 11. Now in the news, uh, data was released just a week and a half ago by the Governor's Highway Safety Association for the full year showed that the largest ever annual increase in pedestrian death rate since the NHTSA established its fatality analysis reporting system in 1975, according to the association. Drive a little safer, folks. Quit hitting the walkers. We are talking about emissions between your calls. You can always email us questions, auto at mpbonline.org. And like that email from Craig that we just addressed, I'll also email Craig back to let him know we addressed it. Let's go to Carmen in Columbus and find out what's going on with Carmen. Carmen, thanks so much for calling in. What's going on? Well, mine's not about emissions, but I, it is a very frustrating problem that I'm having. I have an Acura MDX, and I hit a deer December 21st. So in it goes to be fixed. Well, the, the bodywork got done, but then all of a sudden, the uh, the radar, my, I'd be driving down the road with cruise control on, and all of a sudden my car would slow down. That yellow light would come on say, brake malfunctions. You know, it detects all the radar, and the cruise control wouldn't work. And so they said, well, we didn't put an actual window in, so we'll put another window in. Well, that window came in, and it was broken. Then they ordered another one, and it was the wrong one. So they finally got one, and it started working. Well, and I've been driving it for a few days. Now, note the date also that we are. I've been going through this a long time. And the um, I um, – anyway, it just came back on the – just yesterday that light did. So I am wondering, I, you know, for me to keep taking it back to the same place, but my insurance is all tied up there. And I'm wondering, I keep thinking it's not the window, that it's, you know, I hit it there full front. So I'll let you tell me what you think. Allison, I wonder if our uh, our friend, the windshield guy, is is listening. Uh, what I know a lot of sensors are in the uh, front windshields, Carmen, hang on just a bit. We're going to get you your answer in just a bit. We're discussing emissions and taking your car repair questions. You can always send us an email, 
auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. Hyundai's made a name for itself by building cars that look really good, work really well, and also affordably priced. And that carries over to, to the just-released 2022 Tucson crossover we have today. I really like the exterior design. I like how they integrated the driving lamps into the grill slats, the faceted bodywork. Just looks very upscale and very cool. Inside, you've got a flat-screen instrument cluster, nice glossy touchscreen, and a lot of luxury features. Heated and ventilated front seats, dual panel sunroof, and also a Bose audio system. Everything to keep you comfortable. And it also has a full suite of safety gear that includes adaptive cruise control. You've got forward collision alert with auto brake and a rear seat reminder for your kids. Under the hood, a 2.5 liter four-cylinder engine delivers 187 horsepower and pretty decent gas mileage at 24 miles per gallon in the city, 29 on the highway. All that in a vehicle is also pretty affordable. Base price for the Tucson starts under $25,000. This one, with just about every option you could imagine, $37,454. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, remember you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Hey, is that Allison? Allison, can you hear me? Oops. Uh, you can hear the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. It's Southern Remedy, Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. And Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I am Liz Gill with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. We are talking about emissions today between your vehicle repair questions let's go and recap some of the wonderful things that allison has talked to us about today 
we talked about emissions and how what a big part of your vehicle it is, and there are just so many different facets to it. There are fuel tank vapors and crankcase vapors that you have to take into consideration. The catalytic converter is part of your emission sensor. That works with your O2 sensors. So if you have an emissions problem, it could be any of these items. The purge valve solenoid going out could be a problem. And that's, I don't even think I've, I guess I have a purge valve solenoid. I don't know that mine's ever gone out. Allison has also talked about the PCV valve, the positive crankcase ventilation valve. She has talked about cleaning out that PCV valve pretty frequently on past shows. It's a way to get the gunk out and having that PCV valve cleaned out really helps your car run better. When we talked about things that come out the tailpipe, the exhaust, Allison talked about it is normal for some water to come out. But you get into problems with if your exhaust starts smelling gassy or if it is black smoke. Part of that comes from if your car is running rich. Jay White what kind of vehicles you have my wife actually just got a new car actually oh she did and during the pandemic i find that very interesting i i'm super glad that it's worked out that we are talking to you about this because the pandemic buying a new car i hear that's almost as scarce as a unicorn (laughs) is this did she find one on a lot is it a new new car or a new to her car and was it hard to get a hold of it's a new new car and it's through her through her work she travels a lot she's got connections yeah how about that she does have okay now i've never driven a new new car i've never had a new new car the newest of the new cars i've ever driven was like three years old so a lot of our listeners have I hold it over her head. A lot of our listeners have talked about wanting a fleet car because sometimes they don't have as many bells and whistles. But does hers have bells and whistles? Absolutely, it does. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's extremely cool. It's an Acura, by the way, and I don't know the model. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter. But man, it's got all this lane correction stuff and and um, like automatic turning and things like that and and it's it's just extremely cool the 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 stereo head unit is very cool it has uh you know the the apple airplay and uh android auto so you know you can you know put your phone down and it almost the the the, the visual display and the, the auto the audio head unit almost acts like your phone screen to a certain extent but it's very cool because you put your phone down and that's something that uh, you know in my car my ancient 2014 car <laughs> I have a, a magnet thing that I have stuck in the old CD player 
that holds my phone up. And that's good to keep, you know, keep you somewhat focused on the road mostly, but still you have to take a little bit of your attention off of it. Well, Allison, sometimes to mash buttons and things like what that. What Jay was talking about was exactly Carmen's question. Did you hear Carmen's question? She hit a deer and they've gone through a succession of windshields because they never had the exact right windshield for her lane assist, all of that business, but it's still not working. What are some other things that it might be, Allison? From what I understand, she has to get it recalibrated. The sensor is recalibrated, and I'm not exactly sure on the process on that. Um, My friend Mike that calls in, my windshield repair friend, He's had to do that on a car and is familiar with that process. If he's listening, it would be nice if he called in. And, oh, well, we've and got, we've got full lines and we're running out of time. Uh, Carmen also yeah. asked if she should just stay the course that she's been the last five months is staying at this dealership because her insurance is involved. Should she just stay with them till they make it right? Yes, at this point, that, that would probably be the better deal. Carmen, uh, what do you think? The windshield. I've had that has been done. So I'm, I'm really. I mean, remember I said December twenty first, and this is sometime in June now. So don't you think? You know what Einstein said about doing the same thing over and over again. When did Einstein? Well, you know that that is. But I guess as Allison pointed it out. Um, to let them stick with it. And, you know, it's your your insurance company will be the one fussing at them that they need to get it right. Can Allison, do you have much, do mechanics actually have much contact with in, insurance agents? Do they call the shots on getting repairs done? We do have interactions with them occasionally. They'll come out and approve a repair uh, to make sure that we're um, not lying about the work that it needs done and that sort of thing. So we've we've had assessors come out um, a few times, even since I've worked at the K and K Automotive Group in Jackson. In the yeah, I've been there. Oh, I don't know about nine, ten months now. And um, you know, we've had a few out there since I've been there. So yeah, that's we do deal with um, insurance in that way, and we deal with warranty companies too, and warranties on cars. We've done warranty work for CarMax and stuff like that. And, well, if uh, I, you know, I, I, they told me they'd call the insurance company. The one of the one of the many times that I've had it back in there. And they had not. So I, that car sat there for a week while I called the insurance company. So I'm having that problem, too. They're, they're wonderful people, but it's just something going on. What what car manufacturer is it? What dealer or uh, car dealer type is it? An Acura MDX, she said. Mm-hmm. Accord. Accord. I'm sorry, an Accord. No, it's not an Accord. Oh. It's one of, it's a, one of the big ones, you know. It's an Acura MDX. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's only yeah. a year old and it's already been and it was hit. So I've just and of course I thought well, it's the dealership's not fixing it, um and it's not getting it's not getting this problem corrected. It's it, it is something like maybe you can talk to your insurance and see if you can switch to a, a windshield yeah. repair shop or someone. That's what I'm doing. I really thought maybe you had some ideas that it might be something besides the window. Uh, so, but anyway, let me let you go because I know I've taken up too much time. And I thank you for your time and I enjoy your program. So, and you have a good day. 
Thank you, Carmen. We always have time for you, but unfortunately, we don't have time for Kay, Jennifer, and Rachel. So we would love for you to send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. Allison, we won't talk about the last time you did autocross because that is best left not thought about. But what about when's the next time you're doing autocross? Hopefully this month. Um, so, yeah, I try to go as much as I can. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this last autocross had some tire problems and stuff, but I, I still still had a great time. And that that's fun. You had fun. That You tried your hardest and you had fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener for today's show has been Jay White, and our board engineer is Michelle McAdoo. So for Allison Walker, remember, you can always follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic. You can also follow uh, K&K Automotive Group on Facebook. I'm Liz Gill. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.